Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on October 8th, 2021. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce has been serving the community since 1941. It is an association of businesses, other entities, and individuals organized to encourage a strong local economy and quality of life by promoting commerce, sound government, and an informed membership and community. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. This is what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? Good morning, Joe. Happy Friday. I am lovely. Had a, had a busy week last weekend, week. Do, do I ever say that I've had a boring week? No, not boring. <laughs> Definitely not boring. <laughs> Slow? No. I don't, think, uh, yeah, I don't think that even exists in my vocabulary. Um, some weeks <laughs> definitely are busier and uh, more packed than others. Right. But, right. Um, yeah, we are in fall events season mode and um, boy are we we busy how how was your week well I had an an amazing event uh, that I had to attend uh, in the South Bay last week Um, my wife was honored uh, at an event uh, sponsored by uh, several of the the members of the South Bay Adult School um, community and uh, Mm -hmm. they just honored those those some of several of the uh, teachers and the aides that had been there many years, and uh, so we got a chance to come back to the South Bay. We were there for about four days. Oh, that's fantastic. it was wonderful. I understand you um, yeah. saw some of the uh, all the outdoor dining in Manhattan oh. Beach. Did you? Oh, what'd you think? Yeah, we all, there's there's several uh, amazing transformations. Uh, the for the pandemic and for outdoor dining, it it really gives a a different kind of ambiance to the whole, you know, outdoor shopping dining experience. But I have to say, there is a special award for craftsmanship at Simsies. The 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 mm-hmm. level of detail and craftsmanship, so that people can easily walk on and off of the uh, outdoor dining is just uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, was, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Mike, I think Mike Sims was the first one to um, build a deck when we all started, you know, doing this about a, now almost a year and a half ago, um, mm. down at MB Post and Fishing with Dynamite, and then Simsies was right. built after right. that. And Simsies is a tough one because it's on a slope. Right. So all the restaurants that right. are on any, any even slight slope, 
particularly Manhattan Beach Boulevard, there's a whole engineering component to that, and um, permits in the city has to come out and make sure it's safe. So, but I agree, Simsies is a fantastic example. I think Mike Sims really set the bar with the aesthetic um, in all of his properties. I don't know if you saw the Arthur J at the far end of Manhattan <laughs> Avenue down the south end. It looks like an out. I mean, it looks like a, a regular restaurant out there. It's it's amazing, and he's. <laughs> he has done a fantastic job with all his properties, and I truly right. do believe he set the bar for the others. And they all, most all of them, kind of met his standard and really brought their A game. And you know, when I still, when I drive around Los Angeles, all the other areas that you know, we're so blessed in LA to have just amazing culinary options. And Manhattan Beach, I think, is right up there, you know, with it. I think I truly, I still say it, our dining decks in Manhattan Beach are mm. top of the game. We we mm-hmm. we skunk everybody else, <laughs> and it really is nice. So it's a wonderful outdoor experience. But hey, I have some awesome news about dining. Now that we're talking about dining, thank you for that layup. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know our dear friend Sylvie Gabrielle from Love and Salt, and we sure. had her on during during the pandemic. Remember her and mm-hmm. um, another restaurateur in LA created a foundation to help assist women-owned restaurateurs during the pandemic, um, a program called Regarding Her. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Well, um, they've they've given out over 15 grants. So that started 11 months ago during the pandemic as if they had nothing else to do than, you know, saving their businesses and everything else. Um, They Uh gathered together and they put their beautiful minds together with other female restaurateurs in Los Angeles and uh, created a foundation called Regarding Her. Um, by January, they, uh, had, they had their food festival. They started taking applications for grants right after that. And by May, they handed out 15 $10,000 grants to uh, women-owned businesses, uh, restaurants in Los Angeles. And they're continuing to forge forward with interesting events and programs and assistance for all these uh, wonderful restaurants. But she and her colleagues mm. with regarding her were awarded mm. the very, very prestigious James Beard Award. I mean, this is wow. huge. Not just the finalist, the award. She made it. She's the first restaurateur in Manhattan Beach to actually receive the award. Uh, we've had um, four nominations in the past. David LaFaver has been nominated four different times, um, but mm-hmm. no one has ever actually received the award. Sylvie and her colleagues for regarding her and her efforts at Love and Salt uh, won the award. Massive kudos to Sylvie and her team and the regarding her project. Just amazing. And they started this just 11 months ago and during a pandemic. So, wow, like right. a superwoman status, in my opinion. Wow. Um, so many uh, wonderful women involved. Um, you, you need to go to remembering or regarding her food.com regarding her food, all spelled out regarding her food.com. That's amazing. Kelly. It's amazing, and so happy for her, proud of her, and she is a force to be reckoned with. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to give a little girl plug. Leave it up to a woman to figure out how to mm-hmm. do something like 
phenomenal during a pandemic. Not that you guys aren't good, but wow. I mean, just, just wow. So super, super happy for her. Um, okay. Speaking of women, well, I'm just doing my own little layups here. Speaking of okay. women, um, next Friday, a week from today, we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Growing Wild. Uh, that's a florist here in Manhattan Beach at the corner of 13th and Highland, right in the heart of downtown Manhattan Beach. Uh, Lisa Gallion and Lee Bacchus, who are twin sisters, um, started this business you know, out of college 30 years ago. They've been there in the same location for 30 years, and we're going to have a big 30th um, anniversary for them next Friday at 5 p.m. The public is welcome to stop by. They make the most beautiful floral creations. Um, just amazing. Huge part of the community. Um, former volleyball players that also, you know, play in six-man still to this day. They've raised their kids now in Manhattan Beach, but um, really big celebration. Another um, really cool women-owned business. Um, we're also mm-hmm. going to be celebrating um, the opening of their first uh, Manhattan Beach location, a fabulous bakery in Los Angeles called Sweet Lady Jane's has opened mm. a location in Manhattan Beach in the Metlocks Plaza area. Um, I am hopelessly addicted to their banana cream pudding, which has a nice, uh, just a convenient little layer of chocolate mousse in it. Man, is it good. Um, <laughs> it's <a> true comfort <laughs> food. And they um, have opened up, and we are going to celebrate uh, them with a big ribbon cutting next Wednesday in Metlox Plaza at 1230, conveniently timed for lunch. So who needs real food when you can have delicious dessert for lunch, right? Uh, this just goes straight right. to the dessert. Um, beautiful cakes, you know, ice creams, um, you know, their pudding, their pie. I have just It's just insane. If you have any type of sweet tooth, please stop by um, and, and enjoy the time with us. Um, but um, let's uh, let's talk big events. So um, right. I have three big events. Last weekend was the hometown fair, and we were so excited to have it back. Over 50 years of the hometown fair in Manhattan Beach. Right. Last year they had to do right. virtual, which wasn't. Yeah, that was a little tough, um, but this right. year it was back in full force. The marching bands, the games, the food, the beer garden, uh, the wine garden. Uh, uh, they estimated about <laughs> 80,000 people passed through over the weekend, right. which they were extremely pleased with. Um, right. I was there on Saturday uh, working a little bit in, in my office, which has a bird's eye view, literally, um, of all of it, and you would never know that we are in a pandemic. People were out in full force having fun, reconnecting, enjoying, and supporting the community. All of the booths, everything are fundraisers for all the different little, you know, sports teams, philanthropic company organizations mm-hmm. in the area. And it, and it was really, really fun. So um, mm-hmm. kudos to them. They did it well, and um, all went well. And then next weekend, not, not tomorrow, but next weekend is the annual American Martyrs Parish Fair, which is a smaller version mm-hmm. of the hometown fair. Um, mm-hmm. But they will be um, operating next Saturday and Sunday, uh, uh, which will be, what, the 16th and 17th. Um, so look for that. And then, mm-hmm. can I have a drum roll, please? Drum, drum roll. <laughs> Sorry. You oh, know what? I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared. Oh, there we go. I love my drum roll. Thank you. That makes me so happy. It makes me smile when you do that, Joe. 
Um, the, the we are less than two weeks away from the right. eighth annual Best of Manhattan Awards. I am so excited for this. It is going to be the best, bigger than better. I kind of feel mm. like The Bachelor when I say that. You know, The Bachelor always goes, <laughs> and wait, to the most sensational finale ever. Um, but <laughs> this is going to be big. We are basically sold out. I say basically there's just a few tickets here and there um, two weeks out, which is unheard of. We have so many fun, exciting elements coming to um, the program, and we're going to be celebrating the business community. We're going to be celebrating a couple heroic first responders, um, we are going to gather safely and tell mm-hmm. stories and have a great time. Uh, we, are, we have our first ever Hall of Fame award uh, that we have created because this person has just gone way above and beyond, not only in our community, uh, the South Bay, L.A., and really the world. Um, his efforts have mm-hmm. extended into Haiti and other countries. Um, Michael Greenberg, um, the president of Skechers, will be our first mm. Hall of Fame recipient. Um, we will have all the other awards. We'll have the local, uh, the Bob Maestro Local Legend Award, which we give away um, in honor of mm-hmm. our dearest uh, late friend, Bob Maestro. Um, that is going to John and Nicole Hirschberg. Um, super exciting. The rest, I can't divulge who's receiving the awards. I do know I cannot be bribed for coffee or champagne or banana pudding um, until after <laughs> October 21st. <laughs> but we are super excited. And um, one of the most exciting elements is it is at the West Drift Hotel, of course, in Manhattan Beach. Right. And right. this year, because it is the best, and we are celebrating the 80th anniversary of the Chamber. 80th anniversary. That's a big deal. Mm. 80 years of serving and helping the community and launching right. and, you know, helping all the businesses, policy. We have a really, really cool, fabulous, just amazing band, jazz band, um, coming to play. And, um, boy, are people going to be in for a surprise when we open those ballroom doors. They are going to be blown <laughs> away by the show. We have that person here with us today, the founder yes. of, of that, the creator of that. And I am just, can you tell, I'm so excited. I know I'm talking too much. I will, um, I will um, <laughs> go, you know, I'll go on mute in a minute, but I am really, really excited for our guest today and for Best of Manhattan and for him to really uh, bring his fire to, um, to Manhattan Beach. Well, Kelly, tell us, who are we welcoming to the Best of Manhattan Beach, the bomb? <laughs> bomb. All right. I'm super excited to announce today on today's show. We have Dave Damiani. He is an American singer, songwriter, producer based out of Los Angeles, having started yeah. as a bartender at the famed Charlie O's Jazz Club in Valley Village. Dave had the opportunity okay. to work, learn, and become friends with some of the best musicians on the planet, like Earl Palmer, Marty Harris, Ross Tompkins, Sam Most, Teddy Edwards. The list goes on and on and on. I bet he has great stories to share with us. Um, shortly mm-hmm. after receiving his master's degree in commercial music, I didn't know such a thing existed, so I want to hear more about that. Uh, he received that from Cal State LA. Dave began his pursuit to put together the perfect band. 
with youth and style. I love that. His debut album, Watch What Happens, has been receiving worldwide airplay. Brad Martini Chambers was the first to discover Dave Damiani's originality. Brad has been playing him constantly on his site, martinithemorning.com. I love that. Um, I've never had a martini in the morning, but that sounds interesting. I, mm-hmm. I might have to. Uh, since 2013, additionally receiving airplay on over 300 radio stations, um, he clearly, uh, Dave, has clearly accomplished. Uh, he started um, the No Vacancy Orchestra um, and has produced um, shows with Frank Sinatra, Enterprises, The Grove, City Capital One, American Airlines, Jack Daniels, George Benson. The list goes on and on and on. Um, so without further ado, I could read his credits forever because they are long and lengthy and vast. Um, we are super excited to welcome Dave Damiani to the show. Good morning, Dave. Hi, Kelly. I'm glad to be here, and I'm super excited for the best of Manhattan. It's going to be a great, great, great night. I can't wait. I'm uh, I'm coming Fantastic. back from. I'm actually I'm I'm actually heading out to um, New York on the on the 18th. Um, of October for just one or two nights, and then I'm flying right back to Manhattan Beach from Manhattan itself because I'm starting a new um, a residency at the famed Friars Club in New York City. So October 18th is my first um, night playing at the Friars Club in New York. Uh, I'll be with Joe Piscopo from Saturday Night Live, um, Sal the Voice Valentinetti from America's Got Talent, and we're going to do a little show for the Friars Club, and then I'm going to get on a plane, and I'm going to come right back to Manhattan Beach and I was just saying to my friends, like, there's not many places. I love – I'm a Jersey guy. I was born in New Jersey, South Jersey, near Atlantic City, and I love the Jersey Shore. It's my it's my favorite. And there's not really many places in California that I really love the beach. I mean, I like the beach, but it's not the same. But Manhattan Beach is the closest thing to an East Coast beach right. out here, and it's incredible. I love it. The, the relationship I, well, to the water. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. I mean, I'm nobody, a little jaded. Nobody you know. knows. <laughs> I know. It's so beautiful here. And you know the one thing about Manhattan Beach that um, when I first came to Manhattan Beach about 24 years ago, I had been in Orange County. I had been in L.A. a little bit. Um, and I had been to Manhattan Beach, I think, when I was in college. But I was living in Orange County in Newport Beach and Huntington Beach, just pretty much just across the street from the beach. When you come up to Manhattan Beach, what's interesting, not only is it just a fabulous little town and the downtown area is so vibrant, but the topography of the city with the slope, a little bit of the hills that you have to you know, go down uh, to get to the beach, it just makes your view of the water in the town a little more special. And I've always noticed that. It's like instead of being flat, you're kind of, you've got a little bit of an elevated sloped view, and it just makes the beach look that much prettier. Um, but how exciting for you. That is amazing that you're going to be at the Friars Club in the other, the, the, I want to say the real Manhattan, but we're, we're the real Manhattan Beach. That's the real Manhattan. <laughs> um, well, and then you're flying you're, back you're, to be with us. They really are getting the best of Manhattan because we're playing in Manhattan at the Friars Club, and then we're coming to Manhattan Beach. So it's it's representative of the event, and uh, I'm excited. I've, I've been doing this music for, I don't know, going on, I guess, close to 10 years now, and um, a lot of it on um, XM71, Seriously Sinatra, if you guys listen to that. Um, that's a really kind of a cool station, Martini in the Morning, different radio stations, and um, 
I'm excited that people are it's still relevant, you know. I mean, I, I got involved in this music because I thought it was, uh, you know, like a classy, cool. I don't know why. I just really like, I really love the vibe of it. I mean, you don't, like they said, you heard about the, I mean, I don't like to say, you know, I don't know. Are we allowed to tell Polish jokes anymore? I mean, do people do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we allowed? To, are we allowed to make any jokes anymore about anybody? There's an old joke. There's right. an old joke. They said, "Did you hear? Did you hear about the Polish jazz musician? He got into it for the money." You know, it's like it's like I'm not making fun of Polish people. I'm just making it's a joke, you know. But it's yeah. like yeah. it's uh, you know, I'm Italian. People can make fun of me for eating pizza or whatever. You know, being in the mafia, whatever they want to laugh at. Um, it's all it's all in, it's all in good fun, but um. For real, it's like one of those things that, like, uh, the sustainability of this music. It's like I remember watching, you know, Michael Bublé when he was on David Letterman, and this is—I mean, I had already kind of got it going, and, and he said to, to Michael Bublé, "He goes, well, you're really smart because you're going to be able to play this music for the rest of your life. This isn't like you, you're going to play it and it's going to go out of style. It's—we it, have the American Songbook, we have these great songs, we have, you know, the way you look tonight is played at every wedding, Fly Me to the Moon is played at every wedding." And all these songs are here to stay. This is the Great American Songbook. It's a fabric of the country. It's part of, you know, what's great about, you know, being an American. It's what's great about being, uh, you know, it's our music. It really is our music. So I'm proud to represent the American Songbook, and I'm proud to, you know, play these hits. And, and I like to do it my own way. I like to, what we call bending the standard, taking the standards, which is the American Songbook, and putting a little spin on it. You know, we don't want to keep, we don't want to do, just do a, a exact version, a karaoke version of Sinatra or Nat King Cole. I mean, that's all good and all, but what's the point of doing it just like them? Try and put your own spin on it, put your own take on it. And that's what I've always, you know, tried to do with this music. Mm. I can hardly mm. wait. Our guests are going right. to be blown away. And um, even though we're not having a wedding, uh, will you please play or sing Fly, yeah, Fly Me to the Moon? Uh, that's just, I, I got to hear that. Yeah, got to hear that and everything else. And, uh, you know, it's so funny. I was telling um, a little at a party this week, you know, I've been involved in so many different things in Manhattan Beach. I Everything from planning the most epic events in Manhattan Beach, you know, including uh, the Stanley Cup uh, Kings Parade when that came to town. That was um, me and somebody else started that. And I've, you know, done uh, massive dinners on the beach with um, an organization that go, travels the world. And giving all these things through all the politics and permitting is like, you know, jumping through fire. Um, very proud, but very fun events. And um, I've even, you know, was asked to organize a, a wake for a business owner that passed away and it was supposed to be for like 150 people ended up being like 500 people at a hotel. We had the fire marshal trying to shut us down. I'm like, you can't shut down a funeral. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, the, uh, I've never presided over a wedding. I, I said I, at this event, I was like, I've done pretty much everything, but I've never organized a wedding in Manhattan beach. I've cleared the way permitting for a wedding on the beach. Um, but, uh, last two years ago, the last time we had best Manhattan in 2019, um, it was a beautiful event and we had really elevated it then to like the next level. And, uh, there was flowers. I mean, the flowers were just outstanding. They were everywhere. And when people walked in the room, when we first opened the doors, people walked in the room, <laughs> they said, 
oh, my gosh, it looks like a wedding. And I was like, oh, well, that was a compliment, but then it was also like, well, it's not a wedding. This is a big award show. So um, uh, myself and my committee and then, of course, we're working with Total Productions Group, uh, Steve and Cindy. We're, we keep saying, okay, it can't be a wedding. It can't be a wedding. It's just got to be a big uh, – it's got to be a big party. Uh, is what it's going to be. So we're so excited to have you, Dave, and we really appreciate you um, lending your talents to us, and, and particularly now that I know you're flying back in a hurry to um, be here um, for the show. Just really appreciate you. Um, I have a question for you, and then I know Joe probably has a lot of burning questions, and I'll <laughs> let him take over a little bit. But I want to know who what your musical inspiration or mentor was. Like who – like going back, you know, who really drove your love for music and, um, you know, encouraged you, whether they were alive or not, through just their work, to be who you are today? Well, I, growing up in Jersey, you know, if you know, if you ever seen the show Jersey Shore on MTV, mm-hmm. it's pretty representative mm-hmm. of how I of how I grew up. From age about, I'd say about fifteen, sixteen years old to about twenty one. 22 we would we would rent shore houses down on the summer down by the beach and we would get big giant speakers and put them on the patio and have parties all night and i would be the dj i I was always the person who was like the dj for these parties and there were these local bands and we used to go see them party till two three in the morning and try and meet girls and that was pretty much my life until I don't know, just a few, just a few months ago. No, I'm kidding. No, that was, that was my life. That was my life until <laughs> until I was about until I was done with college, and um, I went to college and I and I got involved in film and television and I and I started taking classes, and I didn't really have much of a of a musical background. I mean, I always loved to kind of perform and you know I, I was always like the, like the like the ham of the party or I was always like the person who was driving the party or we always had the best parties with the best music. When I got out to Los Angeles, a friend of mine took me to dinner. I think it was my 26th or 27th birthday, 26th birthday. We went to Michelli's restaurant. It's the oldest Italian restaurant in Hollywood on Las Palmas, right off Hollywood Boulevard. And they had these singing waiters there. They were singing like Sinatra and Broadway songs. And I had just never seen anything like that. Like, I loved Sinatra growing up. I mean, I watched Saturday Night Live. I was a huge fan of Joe Piscopo. He filmed a movie in Atlantic City. And... And uh, called Wise Guys with Danny DeVito, and it was directed by Brian De Palma from Scarface and The Untouchables. And it's this really funny movie. And Joe Piscopo was also in Johnny Dangerously. But Piscopo used to play Sinatra on SNL, and we used to always make jokes about it and stuff because we're Jersey guys, and we were, you know, we loved Piscopo. So hmm. as I as I'm work as I'm growing up, I'm I'm like here in the Sinatra, and I move out to, to to LA, and all these little restaurants had these live jazz bands. So I I was working at Michelli's. I was, I was hanging out at Michelli's for dinner, and I just said to myself, I want to work here. And the guy says, well, you have to sing. And, and I'm like, well, I never really sang before. So he's like, well, come and work as a busboy. I'll, I'll start you. So I quit my job, and I literally went back to bussing tables. I'd already been a waiter. I'd already had a college degree. And I and I just started working at this place, and I started learning uh, the song Beyond the Sea by Bobby Darren. And then off and on for the next couple of years, I was just – you know, goofing around. And then I bumped into this guy named Beanie Clark, who's this old jazz piano player um, who's passed away since. But he came up to me and goes, if you're serious, man, you need to come over to my house and you, learn, you need to study the singing. You need to learn diction. You need to learn that you're like an actor when you're singing. You need to really take this seriously. 
And I studied with him for about a year and a half. And then he inspired me to go back to college because I really caught on to the piano. I really caught on to the, to the whole concept of musical theory and stuff, even though I didn't really know what it was. And then from there, I went to school for like six years and I studied Broadway. Um, and I studied, uh, I studied p- playing piano for singers and musical theory and harmony and arranging and in 2008, when I graduated from Cal State LA, I, I said, oh, you know what? I'll just be a I'll just be a music teacher. Well, then I got I got a job singing with this big band over at Citrus College, and then um, I just started doing these big band shows, and I never looked back, and I never wound up teaching. I just mm-hmm. wound up doing like events for people, like parties and stuff. <laughs> and then um, and then and then around 2013, when I put out that album, Watch What Happens. Um, well, the guy who, who who mixed it for me, one of the engineers, was friends with Johnny Mandel, who had, you know, Johnny Mandel's Oscar winner, um, Grammy winner. He's the guy who did Shadow of Your Smile from the Sandpiper. It was the song of the year, also won uh, the Academy Award. He also wrote um, Emily. He wrote, um, you know, uh, all these great songs. Uh, and, he, and he was an arranger for, for Frank Sinatra. He did Ring a Ding Ding, that album. And he called me up and he said, I want you to come to my house. And he's written for, you know, everybody, Diana Krall, mm-hmm. uh, Barbara Streisand, mm-hmm. Johnny Mathis. Right. And he said, you're, he said, you can't ever give this up. He invited me to his house over in Malibu. And he was about 80 years old at the time. 80, 80, he's dead. He died now. But he um, mm-hmm. just really gave me a lot of accolades. And I, st- and I just kept going with it because I had these people like Deanie Clark was the first one. And then I think Johnny Mandel really inspired me. Someone that was that famous, you know, someone told me a long time ago, a lot of people are really talented, but if they never get some sort of like, you know, like, like someone gives them some sort of like recognition, it's really hard to go to the next level. You need that recognition from someone of like of your peer or someone that you look up to to really give you that nudge to move forward because if you don't get that it's hard to just like justify why am i doing this and i just had the right people at the right time there's so many chances i could have i could have given up on this um because it was it's a really hard career i mean talk about singing songs from you know 50 60 years ago and uh i just stuck it out because i had these right people you know that guy Deanie clark um, Johnny Mandel, there's a guy named Marty Harris who played piano for um, Diana, Diana, uh, Diana Ross and Tom Jones, great jazz piano player, mm. Jack Sheldon. Mm-hmm. And him and I him and I would hang out till 2, 3 in the morning at his house right around the corner from where I live now and, and just talk about music and just, I mean, these old great, great guys. If anybody's from the jazz scene in L.A., they would know Jack Sheldon, Ross Tompkins, um, that guy Earl Palmer used to have a jam session. There was just such a great community of these old musicians, and they and they wanted to pass it on to the younger guys. And now that I'm in my mm-hmm. 40s, now I, I find myself trying to pass it on to some of the younger guys in their 20s. I have some of the kids that are looking up right. to me, which I never would have thought in a million years would have ever happened. <laughs> I didn't choose this life. It, it chose me, for real, honestly. <laughs> that is beautiful, man. That is beautiful. This music, I mean, it can live forever, and it can renew itself. It can become what the young people are are into that's what it was in the 40s the 30s 40s 50s that's what it was it was young people music and and i'm finding now after the pandemic now that we're starting to get some shows and we're starting to do some things that people are just like every show that i've done has been sold out since we got back like, uh, like catalina jazz club vibrato 
every and, and then and then these shows that I'm doing, like the holiday shows that I have coming up, I'm going to Atlantic City. People are so excited to go out and hear live music and be around people and enjoy. I think this pandemic has taught us so much about just being grateful and enjoying mm. the moment, enjoying the people that we're with. You know, I, I was, you know, in my in my house for the last year and a half, like everyone else, with my daughter and right. my girlfriend. We just found cool things to do. I mean, we really did. Right. It, it kind of simplified your right. life for a while. It was kind of nice. But now everyone's ready. Everyone's ready to go out and party and have a good time. I mean, people are ready. <laughs> so tell me, tell me, tell me about this song, Destination Moon. Well, that song, um, I I always loved that song, and I always I always loved um, the um, the you know it kind of reminded me of the Jetsons. Remember the Jetsons, the George Jetson, meet George Jetson, his boy Elroy. Yeah, that that's that my favorite show. Well, that was a big band <laughs> chart, and that and that listen to that theme song of that. That's a big band, like screaming. Killing big band. Mm-hmm. That was Hanna Barbera Studios, right around the corner from where I live, over on Univer- Univer- uh, near Universal Studios, off of uh, you know um, Barham Road and Kawanga. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I loved I loved that track because I always felt like that was like back in the in the fifties before we really got air, airline travel and stuff. And we really not airline mm-hmm. travel, but like where we we really figured what it was like to go to the moon. They used to talk about, mm-hmm. oh, man, like, you know, take a trip on my rocket ship. And, well, you know, it was just so, like, I don't know, retro. It was such a cool thing. It was like art. What is the word? When you go to Palm Springs, they have that art deco of, you know, retro festival mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Uh, modern, mm-hmm. postmodernism. Modern, um, postmodern. Yeah. Postmodern. And um, I loved that look and I loved that vibe. So I had a guy do an arrangement for me, Dave Richards, great arranger. And I said, Dave, I, we want to do this, but we want to do this tune a little different than the Dinah Washington. We want to maybe put some references in there to the George Jetson theme. We want to make it feel like the No Vacancy Orchestra, because I decided that I wanted mm-hmm. this to be the the uh, the actual logo for the band was a rocket ship. And when you come right. and see the band, I wanted to tell people, you know, we're going to take you on a trip. We're going to take you on a trip back, back to a, right. a time that was a little more simple you know, we're going to have a great right. time. We're going to have a great night. And I started opening up the shows with it. And it be, kind of became a trademark for the band. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much it. And, and and we did the video, and the video turned out great. There's a video called Destination Moon, Dave Damiani. You can check it out on YouTube. But the video did real mm-hmm. well. And, you know, we started just, you know, trying to create a vibe. And that song created a really good vibe for the band. And the and people seemed to like it. There's There's something also, I mean, the sound engineer on this tune is amazing. It is, it is so well produced. Um, where was it recorded? We recorded that track at, um, that one was recorded at Conway studios, um, which is where Maroon five, the Jacksons, um, all, a lot of big mm. band recordings. They recorded mm. that there. And then, um, Bill Smith, who was a great, you know, Grammy nominated, I mean, he's worked with Sinatra. He worked with, uh, you know, all the greats, uh, Toto. Mm. Um, he, he's an incredible engineer. He he basically kind of taught me how to produce albums. And um, we were, we kind of created this whole factory of doing this. And, and, that's, and, he, and when he engineered that, that was kind of like the beginning of, 
I started getting hired now. I'm getting hired now to produce other people's records because of all that experience I got from him. But yeah, he, he has a way of doing it. He, he used to work for a guy named Al Schmidt, who's like probably the most famous sound engineer of all time. He was Sinatra's sound engineer. He just passed away. He's yet a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And for about 10 or 12 years, he was Al Schmidt's um, like apprentice. And then he became an engineer of his own. So kind right. of kind of took a lot of things and learned a lot of things from him. But yeah, he he's phenomenal and, and I mean engineer, yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Um I'd like to I'd like to play it for for everyone. Um is there any any particular shout outs for the musicians with this uh this uh this song with you? Um pretty much Pretty much uh, Dan Taniyuki, who's a uh, Southland native down in uh, the Orange County, is playing an incredible saxophone solo on it. One of my best friends in the music business. And then um, mm-hmm. Ned, it's, a, it's an arrangement by Dave Richards. He's an incredibly talented arranger that went to University of North Texas. He's uh, mm-hmm. first chair trumpet now. He's playing all over Los Angeles. And I've always been real conscious of using the younger generation of musicians, uh, these guys in their 20s in their 30s uh, that are really hungry and I would sometimes do an arrangement two or three times to get it right because I'd rather work with the young people and build a relationship than hire someone who's established it's in their 50s and 60s no offense to them but I was trying to create my own vibe and my own scene and I guess in introducing the song that's what we did so let it rip let it rip let it rip let it rip ladies and gentlemen let's go Dave Dave Damiani and the No Vacancy Orchestra. Come and take a trip on my rocket ship. We'll have a lovely afternoon. Kiss the world goodbye And away we'll fly Destination moon We'll travel fast as light Till we're out of sight The world will be a toy balloon What a thrill you'll get Traveling on my jet Destination moon We'll go up, 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 up Straight to the moon, are we too? A high and a starry blue. I'll be out of this world with you. Away we'll feel on my space mobile, a supersonic honeymoon. See the world below, hold the switch, let's go. Destination moon.
room with you A high with a penthouse view I'll be out of this world with you Away with steel on my space mobile A supersonic honeymoon See the world below Oh my switch, let's go Destination moon Destination moon Destination moon Wow. 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 I've been dancing. Thanks for that. <laughs> I got my got my now, hips going, I got my shoulders going, I'm ready. No. Now, the, the people at home, uh, the people that are listening, they, they're getting the full brunt of it. We, we don't hear the full quality here in the, on the switchboard, but uh, that is one rockin' number, one rockin' recording. Yeah, you guys can check it out on Spotify and iTunes, and you, know, you can go to DaveDamiani.com and find more music. But I always, yeah. I always, you know, I, I always wanted to always talk about... Um, you know, taking taking it songbook and updating it a little bit because sometimes you go see these jazz concerts and look, I have the utmost respect for these amazing musicians, but sometimes they make the music so so complicated that it's kind of hard to even enjoy because you got these guys playing all these notes and it's like you want to keep it accessible. Like I remember that movie. Did you ever see the movie um, Crimes and Misdemeanors with Alan Alda and um, Woody Allen? Yeah. Where Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the most hilarious scene in it with Alan Alda plays this like real pompous producer, and he goes, "If you bend it, it's funny. If you break it, it's not funny." You know, it's like it's like <laughs> he said. He said. He said, "Comedy is tragedy plus time." But he said, "If you bend it, it's funny." And and he's right. If you take something and you bend it a little bit, and you put mm-hmm. your spin on it a little bit, it's good. If you break it and you make it unrecognizable, people still love Sinatra. I'm not saying. You got to make the tune unrecognizable, but bend it a little bit. Bending the standard, take your vibe and just put your spin on it. Because I want people to have when I when I listen to to me or they listen to an artist I produce or they listen to a track that I put out there, I want them to feel like they've heard something like this before. I want them to have an immediate, mm. you know, listen to all the great all the great artists that are out there. Bruno Mars is probably the best that exists right now in the R and B world or the pop world. Any one of his songs that he puts out, you can say, oh, my God, for a second, is he trying to sound like the police or sting on this? And then you go, oh, yeah, oh, that does kind of sound like the police, but I see he's taking it a different way. Is he trying to sound mm-hmm. like the stylistics on this or the Delphonics or keep leave the door open? Oh, but now he's taking it his own way. You want to have something that's recognizable that people immediately, they say, oh, they feel because you want, they, you want, they want to feel like there's, like there's comfort. But it's like when mm. you go to like a real fancy restaurant, you can't even recognize anything on the menu, and you're like, man, I don't, I don't even know what to order. You, I, I don't want people to feel <laughs> like a fish out of water, you know. So that's right. that's my right. that's always been my goal. How do you like, how do you just put how do you put just a little bit of originality on it, but you still maintain the class and dignity of of the of the song, you know? Right, right. Beautiful. It's amazing. 
um, you, uh, I'm having so much fun. I don't want this show to end. We, you know, we, we say, uh, we, it doesn't have to end yet. We still have, <laughs> we still have 17 <laughs> minutes, but, um, oh my gosh, we are so lucky to, um, have met you, Dave, and, uh, have you coming to Manhattan Beach. I'm just, I, gosh, people are going to be blown away. Um, so, well, and, so and much Manhattan, fun. Manhattan Beach is such a cool place in that West Drift Hotel. I mean, I've, I've been doing, I used to work, um, there years ago, like with, uh, to do some events because I've done a bunch of uh, events with Marriott mm-hmm. over the years. I mean, the downtown mm-hmm. LA Live Marriott and the Ritz Carlton and uh, Pam Brown, I think, used to do a lot of stuff down there. We used to do like a shotgun golf tournament and I used to provide entertainment. But what an amazing job they did with that West Drift Hotel. They've done a complete renovation in the lobby. It's it's absolutely to die for. There's an open, they, they open up the, the, uh, the doors, there's sliding doors, it's open air. So anybody who would want to go to this event, it's completely, I think, safe and is a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, fresh air and, you know, it's it's time to go back out and start enjoying life again. And this is what a, you guys couldn't have picked a better venue in Manhattan Beach. I don't think you could have. Yeah, well, it's the best of Manhattan Beach. <laughs> um, I, I agree with you. It's a beautiful. They're, they're wonderful partners, um, the Western Hotel, and and I agree with you. The the renovation. Now it's been, gosh, about four years, I think, since it, you know, it moved from Marriott to a signature um, collection in, uh, for the Marriott, uh, the West Strip. It is just stunning, and I agree. It's open, it's beautiful, and um, it's going to be very, very special. So with that being said, I want to hear from you, uh, what is your most memorable musical experience? Well, mine, I've had so many. I mean, I've got an opportunity to work with, like, Bobby Rydell, who um, was in the movie Bye Bye Birdie with Dan Margaret, and I got a chance to work with him out in Atlantic City and Biloxi, and I've now become, I don't know, friends, more than friends. He's like, we're, we're just really great pals and business associates with Joe Piscopo. I produced them out, some work with him. Haley Reinhardt from American Idol and Postmodern Jukebox. Her and I have a bunch of holiday shows together. Um, Renee Olstead, who's now a Playboy Playmate, who was, you know, working with um, – David Foster for years and has some great albums. Her and I got to work together, but nothing will top 2015, October 15th. I got the opportunity to produce and perform for the Sinatra 100 event um, at the Grove in Los Angeles. And I reached out to a friend. I reached out to a friend who had um, a relationship um, with um, George Benson. And because Johnny Mandel was going to be there, um, George Benson agreed to do the show and come out and sang Shadow of Your Smile, and my band got to back him up. And um, mm. it, was, it was great. We were sitting at, we were sitting before the show, and I don't know if you guys remember the song Gimme the Night with George Benson. You remember that song, Gimme the Night? Dan, yeah. Dan, ba-doo, ba-doo. yeah. So yeah. I was, with the video, the video of that is him in Venice Beach on roller skates. And um, and he's roller skating with his like awesome guitar, and he's like he's just badass on the roller skates. He's like playing, and he's like flipping around, and he's just like one of those awesome roller skaters. So I I kind of knew that he was really great at roller skates. So I, you know before the show, I was producing the show. I was I was uh, the line producer. I was the host. I was the performer. I had a million jobs. I had a million hats because this was one of the first big events, huge events that I did at this scale. And, um, you know, didn't know how to delegate. So I was doing a million things, but I knew I had about two <laughs> minutes with George Benson before the show. So they, they were in the Blue Ribbon Sushi, and I, you know, bought them all dinner, and, uh, and I went over to George. And I said, George, nice to meet you. He's like, yeah, man, how you doing? I, says, I said, George, I, I, I was watching that Gimme the Night video, and I said, I, I heard that that was a body double 
of you on the roller skates. And he slammed his hand down <laughs> on the table. And he, goes, he goes, nobody beat me on roller skates. Nobody beat <laughs> me on roller skates. And that was my George Benson story. I tell it to everybody. It was the funniest <laughs> thing of all time. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And then, you know. Oh. You know, and I got to, and I, and, I, and it was really a pleasure to, you know, the guy, the guy from from America's Got Talent, Sal, the voice, Valentinetti. Um, he he he's the guy who was like, hey, Heidi Klum, how you doing? The Italian guy. I just produced his album called Little Valentine. On on with my, I have a record company called Hard Knocks Records. I produced uh, him. I produced this young, amazing singer named Rocka Flocka, who's a pop artist. Um, and uh, Haley Reinhardt from American Idol Postmodern Jukebox. And, you know, just the ability to start building this catalog of music that I produced has been awesome working with these performers. And I think that that's, you know, I'm doing a lot more of that. It's, it's exciting. Mm. You know what you guys, you know, I was going to ask you, Kelly, when are you guys going to do an Italian festival? When you, or Do they do that in Manhattan? Do they close down a street and do a big Italian festival? Oh my gosh, uh, that would be amazing. We we closed down the streets um, a few times for different events. Uh, there's a holiday event. Um, there's a couple others that uh, that are huge, but to have a big Italian festival. They, um, they never. They, they used to have the San Gennaro Festival in in Los Angeles, and it stopped. And now I'm connected with all these amazing Italians: Piscopo, Sal Valentinetti, Bobby Rydell, James Darren, and I have worked together from from Gidget. We got to do an Italian festival with all the great Southern California Italians, and like I know, I know that there's this great councilman. He's from San Pedro, um, Joe Buscaino, and I've done a couple of events mm-hmm. for him. He's trying to do like a little Italy thing in um, in uh, down in San Pedro. But God, I feel like I feel like Manhattan Beach. What an area for an Italian festival! I say we need to give the Italians a little more love down here in Southern California. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I, you know, okay. it's a fabulous idea, and, and uh, do an Italian festival, and we have some a wonderful. I mean, of course, I mean the restaurants are insane in Manhattan Beach, and we've got some good Italian restaurants. But it doesn't have to be all Italian. But um, wow, I, I love that idea. Well, you and you and I are going to have lots of fun together in the future. So I love it. I love and I love epic adventures. I mean, that's um, some of my my funnest and fondest memories of doing what I do now and my previous position, which uh, was running the, the specifically just the downtown business association and all the events down there were just these epic events that, you know, just come out of, uh, out of your brain, just like this and thin, you know, blue sky and um, bringing them to fruition and getting them passed through city council or, you know, all the other, you know, political hoops you have to jump through and, seem to come to fruition. So you've got my, um, uh, you know, in a way, I hope no one's listening right now because we're going to keep it a secret, Dave. Uh, but then on the <laughs> other hand, I hope everybody's listening. <laughs> um, so yeah, we will, we will, well, we can make that happen. I'm going to chew on that one for sure. Well, I'm excited All right, for, we this, have, for this event. Go I'm excited to, to meet, to see everybody from Manhattan beach. And um, I, I, I hope you guys, it sounds like, it sounds like you got a lot of tickets sold and it sounds like it's going to be well attended. It's going to be amazing. We're going to we're expecting um, about 330 
people, 350 max, we're going to be busting at the seams. Um, and uh, in fact, while I was sitting here talking with you guys, somebody texted me, I need a table. I'm like, oh my gosh, you people are killing me. It's always last minute. Um, so it's, we, are, we are sold out and we're going to squeeze in a few more, but uh, we're going to squeeze in every ounce of that ballroom safely, what we can do and just bring down the house and, and have an amazing time. So it's super cool. Okay, we have nine minutes left. Joe, yes. it happens every single yes. week. Dave, we say this every single week, although you're, you're really easy, but sometimes people who haven't done this before, they're nervous, and they're like, okay, how long and what? Oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to speak for for that long. And every week it just flies by, and we're, you know, we, we want more and more time. So in the now eight minutes that we have left, where do we want to go, Joe? What, do you, what kind of burning questions do you well, have? Well, we know for – for one, the No Vacancy Orchestra is going to be appearing at the Best of Manhattan. But give us a little preview of before and after that. Where is the No Vacancy Orchestra going to be? Okay, so what do we have next? Uh, the 17th of, of uh, October, I'm going to be at the amazing, if anybody likes to dance, probably the best dance venue in maybe Southern California, maybe the entire country, at the uh, Oviat building in downtown Los Angeles, this historic art deco room called the Cicada, Cicada Club. I'm going to be there on the 17th, Sunday night, 7 p.m., two sets with the No Vacancy Orchestra performing. It's a dinner show with, you know, people get dressed up, and they, just, they dress up like it's the 1920s and 30s, and they are flapper girls, and it's an amazing place. It's called Cicada Club. You can go to cicada.com and come to that show. That night, I'm flying to New York. Um, I'm taking the red eye. I land um, Monday morning, Monday night. I have my debut at the Friars Club in New York City. I can't wait. I got Joe Piscopo and Sal the Voice Valentinetti joining me on stage that night. And then I'm going to hang in Jersey for a couple days. And Thursday, the 21st, I'm excited about Best of Manhattan. Manhattan Beach will be coming back from Manhattan to Manhattan. Um, In November, I'm going back to Atlantic City, and I'm doing a similar event. It's called the MBCA. It's a metropolitan business community for all the casinos in Atlantic City with Miss New Jersey because I was the host for Miss New Jersey, so I'm doing that at Boardwalk Hall. And I also wrote the original, um, the anthem, and performed. It's Pure AC, the official anthem of Atlantic City. So that's one of my songs I I wrote and performed. So I'll be doing that the 9th. Um, The 14th, I'll be at the Rum House in New York City of, of November. Um, the 18th back at the Friars Club, the 19th in Atlantic City at Ocean Resort Casino with Joe Piscopo, Haley Reinhardt, America's Got Talent winner Landau Murphy Jr., and Salva Voice Valentinetti. And then, uh, God, the Christmas season, I got, I'm doing a show called Holiday Jukebox with Haley Reinhardt in Boca Raton, Florida on October 18th. We're doing it again in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, December 23rd. Go to DaveDamiani.com and there's a bunch of shows. You guys can come and see a holiday show, but the 17th of October is the last show that I'm doing in Los Angeles before the Best mm-hmm. of Manhattan on the 21st. And then after that, it's mostly going to be holiday shows. We, do, we have a great catalog of holiday music and for big band, and it's just awesome. We're doing all the great hits from Andy Williams, Johnny Mathis, Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, Peggy Lee. And uh, we're just excited to, excited to, to actually enjoy Christmas this year out in the public. I mean, I'm going to be in New York and – you know, I love I love Southern California. I love to go to the Grove and walk around once they decorate the tree and 
I'm, I'm excited for the holidays this year. I mean, not that it wasn't last year, but this year is, you know, really going to be different, I think. Right. I hope so. I hope people get, you know, vaccinated. Right. Uh, I hope so, too. Um, have you ever played um, internationally anywhere? Um, you know, I mean, and, and where and how? Mm-hmm. I've never been. I never performed with this with this guy with, with in Europe yet with these guys or n- never done anything like that yet. But I've done some stuff in Mexico, um, Cabo and Cancun, and I've performed up in Toronto. But no, we, we were tra- we were putting together a tour for uh, Europe. Landau and I, uh, who won America's Got Talent, we were working on it right before the pandemic, and we were going to take the uh, the Euro train. And we were going to call it mm. Take the E Train, and we had a bunch of uh, of cities we wanted to play, you know, off the Euro Train, and you know the old Duke Ellington song Take the A Train. We were going to call it Take the E Train, mm-hmm. and we were going to do our tour through Europe like that. But we're going to put that together. Um, I can't wait to do that. I've never, I've never really been. I've never really been to Europe. Never been. What? Hmm. Oh, no, I never been. You are a Jersey boy. <laughs> Well, you know, oh, I mean, I, I had, you know, I have had a, have a Jersey boy, and I had, you know, I, I've been, you know, I have my daughters. Like, just she's 15 now. She's old enough to where, you know, I can take off, you know, go out of the country. You know, most of the time, I've been doing like a couple days here, a couple days there. You go in, you come back. You go in, you come back. But I haven't been able to put together enough things um, out of the country. But that's go- that's going to happen. I mean, that's going to happen. I have a great mm-hmm. guy in, uh, in in England that has been asking me to do stuff. I just hadn't. With, the, with COVID and stuff, it kind of put a real, right. kind of like, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of plan that, you know, and, and then you spend all this money to do this and that and, you know, make these arrangements and so this gets canceled. So we're, I'm kind of waiting until this thing is completely, be, I mean, I feel like it's behind us, but I'm waiting until it's completely behind us where we don't have to really mm-hmm. think about that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does your daughter sing or play with you or, you know, how have you She's integrated a, her into your musical life? She is, uh, she is, uh, yeah, she's great. She's playing guitar. She has a lesson today. Um, she studies with this great guy, John Story from USC, who's also the guitarist for Jeff Goldblum and his Mildred Snitcher Orchestra. Good friend of mine. And she's getting real good at guitar and she sings, uh, with me. She loves rock and roll. And she, I brought her up on stage. We do on the sunny side of the street together as a duet. It's so cute. And, um, <laughs> And I'm taking her to see the Eagles at the Forum on Friday night, October 15th. I can't wait to go there. My buddy's playing in the band, so we're going to go see the right. Eagles for the first time. She loves rock and roll, so I'm excited about that. Okay. I went to the Eagles at the Forum many moons ago, like 20 maybe years ago. I can't remember. It's been over 15. And mm-hmm. this is before they remodeled the Forum, the old Forum. And what an amazing uh, show that was. It was really um, super cool, and uh, I knew every word to every song, which and it was funny. I'll tell you a real quick funny story. Uh, when we were going out that night, my kids were fairly young, had a babysitter coming over, uh, the same one we had you know, used. And, and she's like, oh, where are you going tonight? And I said, we're going to the Eagles concert. And she's like, who? <laughs> And, and made me feel a little old at the moment, but um, you know, I'm sure she knows who the Eagles are now that she's older. <laughs> but uh, what a fun time! And I'm so glad your daughter gets to play with you and, and you know and join you on your on your journey too. Okay, we have one minute left, um, Dave. All right, Ami, Ami, where can people find you? Give us all your links one more time. Where, come on, people um, go, go, to yeah, go one more time, and, Dave. 
Dave Dave Damiani um, dot com, and it's spelled Damiani just like the the you know Jennifer Aniston, uh, Brad Pitt jewelry. Dave Damiani dot com, and then I'm on Facebook, Dave Damiani. Uh, you can find my fan page there. Or, Instagram, Dave underscore Damiani. That's pretty much it. Twitter, but um, Spotify, Dave Damiani or Dave Damiani, the No Vacancy Orchestra. iTunes. Excellent. Um, pretty much all over YouTube. You can just Google that name and you'll find plenty of music and it'll lead you to one thing to the next. So hopefully you guys Fantastic. enjoy that. We, we have a lot of good time. There's a lot of good videos, a lot of good content out there that we've created. Nothing. Nothing like it. What a great show, Dave. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm honored to be part of this event, Kelly, and thank you guys for having me on your podcast, and uh, best of luck, and I hope this event, I know it's going to be successful, so I'll see you on the 21st, and we're going to, we're going to really, we're going to take a trip on the rocket ship. All right. All right. That's it for uh show. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.